0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Personalization Outbreak Podcast. In this episode, we'll be discussing technology analytics and how they're changing patient outcomes for the better. Our guest today is Sunny Southern. She's an award-winning product manager and executive who has a wealth of experience in leading and growing innovative healthcare and life sciences product portfolios for technology, pharmaceutical, and healthcare companies. Most recently, Sunny is spearheading the go-to-market portfolio strategy for AI and healthcare products at Google Cloud. Sunny has been recognized by Venue Magazine and Lead Magazine as a disruptive woman to watch in healthcare and humbly chosen as one of their top local women to watch by the Cincinnati Enquirer. And together we're going to talk about how we can use advanced analytics and technology to get a better understanding of patients' individual needs and provide them with more personalized care. So, before we get started, please click the like button below, share it with your colleagues, and subscribe to our YouTube channel and social media at Glenn Yobis. Let's get started.
1: Join us at the Healthcare in the Age of Personalization virtual conference on May 3-4. to 4.
0: Two massive shifts are happening in healthcare simultaneously. A shift to value and a shift in demographics.
1: We're bringing together some of today's top healthcare executives, patients, and practitioners to discuss how to provide better care and experiences in today's age of personalization.
0: I think we have to change the definition of health. We have to think about the social and economic and
2: educational outcomes as well as the health outcomes.
1: Learn from experts in consumerism and healthcare, inclusive patient care systems, population health, and much more. So it's not just the person with the diagnosis, it's what's around them, their family, their friends, and that is part of their whole being. Register now and get free access to the Leadership in the Age of Personalization course at Lightspeed Virtual Training. Join us today at Healthcare Summit. Age of Personalization.com.
0: You are listening to Personalization Outbreak
2: We've been waiting for this moment. How are you? Great to have you on the show. Glenn, I'm so thrilled to be here. Ever since I first read your first articles and published them in my blog, I was thrilled to have an opportunity to actually speak with you. So thanks for having me here today. Of
0: course, Sunny. It's my honor. So thank you. So look, Sunny, we know the state of healthcare right now. And one of the biggest issues that we're challenged with is how do we create the right experience for patients? How do we begin to see the patient? As an individual, now I know that humanizing healthcare matters to you. What life event or experience chartered this mission for you, Sonny?
2: Well, that's a that's a great question, Glenn. <clears throat> and I'll share with you. Um, you know, some people get into healthcare based on a personal health challenge or a family health challenge, and um, they they kind of are driven by that. For me, it actually happened differently. So. Um, I've always been very passionate about having choices in my life and I like to help other people make more informed choices about life and their health. And so um, that's really what brought me into healthcare. So when I say people, I mean, individuals, families, clinicians, and the people that are making healthcare products and solutions. And the commitment to humanizing healthcare really started with my education as a dietitian. I loved working with patients and helping them to make those informed decisions about what they eat and how much they exercise and things like that. But as I got deeper into my education, I realized I really wanted an opportunity to help more people more. And so the way that I thought that I could help more people more was to scale my efforts through leveraging technology and then to leverage the data to serve up the information in a meaningful way. So early in my career, I saw an opportunity to help more people, but more by leveraging technology and data to help them make informed decisions.
0: Well, take us a little bit more into your past, because I know that all this really matters to you. Why does it not just matter, but why do you care so much, Sonny? I mean, look, ever since I've gotten to know you, you have such a big heart. You're as smart as they get and you're on a mission. Why, why, why do you care so much?
2: Gosh, I don't I don't that that's a really hard question, Glenn. I just do. Like I just I really I like to be able to make informed decisions for myself and I want to make that available to other people. And you know, we we live in a time when most all the information in the world is democratized, meaning that anyone has access to that has access to an internet connected device, they can go to google.com, they can type in a few words. And ask a question or ask a question and get back billions, if not trillions of answers in the blink of an eye. And each one of those possible trillions of answers are ranked and personalized for every single person, every single time that they use google.com. One of the reasons that I was so excited to be in my current role at Google was because I really believe in the mission that we have, which is to organize the world's information and make it universally accessible and useful. And when you're looking at the world of healthcare, I think there's no industry that is more ripe or needs it more to be able to take all the information that's out there and to organize it and make it useful so that people can make informed decisions about their health.
0: I love that, Sonny. And you know what? That's the beautiful part of technology and the work that Google's done, right? It's it's not just the, the, the democratization is one thing, but the outcomes of that democratization have made us much more knowledgeable and it's opened our eyes to what's really out there and what's possible and you now that takes me to you know what what do you see as some of the most positive changes yet biggest risks that you've seen happen in healthcare with the adoption of technology the past 25 years let's look at both sides of the coin here so
2: so i think the opportunity is to be able one, we're producing more information than we ever have. So we have tools. You know everything from word processing, frankly, where people can write their own blog posts or publish their own articles all the way to connected devices. So just to give you a sense of the volume of additional information that's being produced in in our current era, there were about thirty three million articles published in thirty three thousand journals by seven to eight million researchers. Just a few years ago, the amount of health information was was doubling every 73 days. You have organizations like the Cleveland Clinic that are publishing and have been publishing three blog posts of educational healthcare and in- educational information every day. And then on top of that, we've got more diagnostic tests and medical devices and wearable devices like our connected watches or, or rings. So there's so much information that's being being produced that's fantastic because we have more information than we've ever had before in order to be able to understand what's going on with us and make decisions. But that information needs to be organized and useful. Sometimes having more information isn't better. So we need to leverage things like the scalability and performance of the cloud along with advanced analytics so that we can do with our healthcare information what google.com does for all the information on the internet. Now with that being said, you asked about risks. So on the risk side, the challenge is, and I said early on, is that this information is accessible to people who are available to to people who have access to the internet and an internet connected device. We have to be really careful that we don't leave people behind who may be either struggling because they don't have the, um, the fast enough internet in their home or don't have the digital literacy to be able to use the tools effectively. And so we need to be thinking about this as we're building products and we're we're thinking about the access to the care that people need based on where they live and their digital literacy.
0: You know, I think you just brought up a very good point about digital literacy. How, how do we create some sense of equality with digital literacy? Because, you know, there's so much out there. Um, how do you manage it all, especially for a patient that's looking... And now as viewed as a consumer, meaning they have more options to choose where they want their health done, how they want their health care done. But how do we create this bridge with digital literacy?
2: Yeah, that's a really great question. And you know, it, it it's a shared responsibility. So yeah. on one hand, I think those of us that have the the honor to work in companies that are creating and producing technology, like and devices we have to be very considerate of making sure that we are thinking about and building for everyone. And that's something that that we take very seriously here at Google. So we have a responsibility. And on the other side, people, individuals, like each of us as patients or consumers or family caregivers have a responsibility to also be informed about what's out there to make an informed, like, to be informed. And also, I think it's as important to have information and use it meaningfully. But also when we're with our clinicians, we need to think about what we're willing to do and what we're not. So we have the ability and power now to, and we should, if we're not going to take a medication, if we're not going to do a follow-on procedure, we need to tell our doctor that and then allow the conversation to happen where he might or she might take us down a different path. So Um, you know, sometimes the medication may be too expensive or may have side effects that are not desirable. They interfere with our daily lives. And we need to be willing and have basically the courage to tell our clinicians that, no, we're just not, we're not going to do that. So let's make it, let's make another choice together through shared decision-making.
0: So how do you see technology improving to access care?
2: So there are lots of ways that that's happening. So one of the, um, one of the One way that is really happening behind the scenes that we don't always think about is advanced analytics. So we're hearing a lot about, you know, chat GPT and LL, large language models and all this kind of stuff. And at the end of the day, what we really need to know is how does it make our life better? And so automation is one of the ways that that, um, artificial intelligence machine learning helps all of us in our daily lives. And it's also helping healthcare. So being able to leverage advanced analytics to automate mundane tasks so that doctors and nurses and others can do things like not taking note, not having to take as many notes because things that the system just knows that if this happens, this ne- next thing hap- needs to happen and the next thing needs to happen or by ambient listening devices, right? And everybody's consented, but those ambient listening devices that reduce the amount of typing that a doctor or nurse has to do so they can spend more time interacting with the patient and less time having to actually you know, type things into a computer. It also helps save them time at the end of the day, because a lot of times it was just well known, like physicians would need to spend hours at their computer or you know, writing paper notes in the old days and uh, after the patients were all gone. So it added hours to their day um, every day. And now we have technology that, that helps to reduce the amount of that type of work that they have to do so that they can either focus on seeing more patients or doing other things that are important in their lives so that they can, you know, so that they can enjoy other things in their lives.
0: So how much time do you think on a percentage basis that physicians will save through this, uh, through technology?
2: That's a great question. I think we're still learning about what that is. And and Glenn, you know, from my perspective, it's really important to be able to give you like trusted information. And I just don't, I don't have that information right now. I think there are tests that are being done, studies that are being done, but I would be guessing if I gave you an, an answer to that question.
0: You know what? That just reminds me <laughs> of the doctor's appointment I had today when I went to go see my cardiologist and they were telling me about my about my cholesterol and that fundamentally, you know, now with keto diets, the LDL cholesterol levels seem high, but it's actually quite healthy when you're on these keto diets, and they're doing the research right now to understand what is acceptable or not. So I totally get it. No, no, look, technology is changing every day, and and it's really understanding the use that it has, the benefits that it brings, and you know, over time, we're going to understand you know what the real uh, savings are uh, in time, and energy, and money as uh, we see further advancements. So where do you see the biggest opportunity, Sonny? For technology to personalize healthcare, both in the present and in the future.
2: So, the there there are a plethora of different ways. The area that I'm really really excited about is being able to bring the technology that we're using from a personalization perspective in other industries like retail and inter- entertainment, and applying that to healthcare. So, if you think about Your experience of going to your favorite streaming platform and you know you've just finished your the latest tv show that you've been watching well right away there's recommendations if you like this then why not try this that or the other um you can create your own lists but also there's this these recommendations or when you go to you know your your favorite shopping website or even your favorite retail website now all these these organizations are starting to use personalization and recommendation technology not to keep you from buying something that you've never bought before, but more to make it easier for you to be able to search through the hundreds, if not thousands, if not millions of different items that could possibly be there, and and get to the ones that are more relevant to you faster. If you compare that to our healthcare experience, so you brought up a keto diet, so for you know there are hundreds of different diets that people can that can can try, right? And within those diets, there are thousands of different foods that you can choose that would align with that diet. So when anyone is making that first step to either try to get healthy, or they're in a place where they're trying to stay healthy after they've had some sort of medical um, condition, there's just too many choices to be made. What you eat, where do you buy it? How do you consume it? What time should you eat? What types of supplements or medications do you take? How should you exercise? How does that impact your sleep? How much should you be drinking? Like there are so many things that go into helping us to understand what we can do in order to optimize our own health or the health of our loved ones or for a a physician or a clinician, you just amplify that by hundreds and thousands, right? So being able to apply these technologies that are personalizing information and entertainment and retail to the healthcare experience is really what I'm excited about. So just imagine if the next time that you went to your hospital's website and you were able to quickly like click a couple buttons and log in like you can with many other sites and you would land on a page that was completely personalized and customized for you, Glenn. And if you're interested in keto diets, then maybe there's some information about the latest keto recipes or given the fact that you talked to your daughter, your doctor about cholesterol and the need to continue to monitor that. You wanted to know about what keto diets, the impact that they had on cholesterol levels. Maybe there would already be a section of information there that would be personalized for you. And there's other things about you that would be very different than what I would want to see, or that my husband would want to see, or your wife would want to see, or your teenage son would want to see on a site. So we now have the technology to be able to customize those experiences when you first land and then on top of it to make personalized recommendations through what's called next best action technology to help you down your health journey. So now it's not just about you know improving your cholesterol with keto diets, but it might be that maybe after so many weeks of a keto diet, it might be good to try something else. Maybe you wanna do a health cleanse, or maybe it would be great to try this particular supplement, or maybe these types of exercises would be best for you. So your whole health journey could be mapped. And so instead of going to the doctor's office and having to get all this information shared with you in you know, a 16 minute appointment, and then you walk away trying to remember it all or go through you know, a, a binder full of information with technology, we can give you the information that you need at the time that you need it. And oftentimes even before to help you accomplish your own personal health goals. So that's what I'm excited about. (laughs) Well, that gets me excited too, because I feel like the
0: balance of power is gonna shift finally in healthcare from the institution to the individual. So as a consumer of healthcare, not only can I access care, more easily, but I could also increase the quality
2: of care. Is that that what you're saying here, Sonia? Absolutely. And we've actually always had the ability to do that, Glenn, but it was the, the, the burden of making that happen was so great, right? Yeah. Because in order to be able to figure all that stuff out that we just talked about from your health path, you would generally have to go to 100 or 200 different websites. You'd have to read all the scientific literature and it's just overwhelming and so you had the ability to before but now what we've done is we've reduced the barrier to being able to take this health journey from you know in a much more prescriptive path and made it super super simple and and now i think that's really what's happening so we we're able to make the the healthy choice the easy choice in a way we've never been able to do before
1: you know that's going to
0: be a game changer Uh, especially now since we live in a sick world. uh, I think these are the kind of advancements that are going to take us to become healthy again. But we've been dealing and working within an unhealthy status quo of of healthcare that's never really been pushed like technology is pushing it to reimagine what's possible for the patient. So as we wrap this up, Sonny, how can we achieve a more personalized healthcare experience both for the individual and the people who provide care?
2: So I really think it goes back to, um, for those of us again, that have the, the honor and the opportunity to build amazing products that change people's lives, to make sure that we're taking it very seriously to consider the diversity of our users' needs and then maximize our, their ability to simply, easily, and quickly consume the right information at the right time in the right format so that we can make the healthy choice, the easy choice. And then we're also able to make, health happens everywhere. And we have the ability to now envelop people with the information they need in order to make those healthy choices on a regular basis. And so we're, we're really so fortunate to live in the time that we do have access to all this information that's accessible to us, where we live, work and play with the tools and technology that we use every day. now. The power is in our hands to make these tools and these, this information to work for us all.
0: Sonny, thank you so much for your time. You're always so insightful. You're always inspiring me. I'm sure this interview is going to inspire many others to realize that as they take care of themselves, uh, their children, their parents, their grandparents, uh, there's just so much hope that's around the corner. And thank you for enlightening us of the opportunities to come. Now, as we end the show, we always say when you lead in the age of personalization, you will see things that others don't, do what others won't, and keep pushing when prudence says quit. Thank you so much, Sonny.
2: Thank you, Glenn.
0: Thanks for listening to Personalization Outbreak. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss a show. If you enjoyed the content, visit ageofpersonalization.com to check out our free streaming video series and learn how to get involved in the movement. I'm Glenn Yopis. I wish you a good day. And remember, without strategy, change is merely substitution, not evolution.